Hi, I'm Melissa with Mix In Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me, let's mix in some magic. Hello, welcome. Thanks for being here. I just got back from a whirlwind trip to Disneyland with my husband. We were there competing in the Mice Chat Gum Rally, Gum Rally, Gumball Rally. <laughs> oh gosh, we're already off to a really great start. <laughs> the Gumball Rally, which is this epic race around Disneyland where you're trying to see who can ride the most rides and answer the most questions correctly. So it was a ton of fun, but I don't have the results of the race yet. So I was competing on a separate, like in a separate bracket from the other contestants. I was on the creator bracket. There were some creator teams that were there to help promote it and advertise it. So I was on one of those teams. We don't have our results yet. We're supposed to get them later this week. And so I'm not going to talk about the gumball rally yet. I'm going to save that for next week and do a whole episode on the gumball rally because it was really so fun. But I didn't want to do an episode without being able to tell you how I did in the competition, which I really have no idea. Because of the question element, some of them were really hard and tricky. So anyway, I'm not going to get into all of that this week. I'm going to save that for next week, but it's going to be a really fun episode. I have so many things to tell you, but it's just going to have to wait. I do have a fun episode planned today that I think you're going to enjoy. But first, let's talk about some Disneyland news. There's really not a lot to share right now, except that park hopping hours have changed. So it used to be that you couldn't park hop until 1 p.m., but now you are able to park hop beginning at 11 a.m. So if you have a park hopper or a magic key, you can park hop earlier in the day, which I think is pretty great. I don't know. Sometimes it was annoying to have to wait until 1 p.m., but now you can park hop after 11 so that's good news for people who like to park hop and especially if you're trying to make a park reservation and there's only D DCA available when maybe you wanted to visit Disneyland you can still make one for DCA and then just hop over at 11 so works out well I think it's kind of a nice change I don't know if the reservation system will ever fully go away but we'll have to wait and see Universal Studios doesn't do reservations anymore. They did for a while, but they don't anymore. I don't think any other parks still are hanging on to the reservation system except for Disneyland and Disney World. So we will have to wait and see what happens with that. But I hope you're doing good. I hope you've had a good week so far. It's still freezing here in Utah, but I don't know. I don't mind it. I think I prefer the cold over the heat. We lived in Arizona for about 10 years, so we got well acquainted with the heat. And between the two, I think I prefer the cold. So we're just trying to stay warm and all bundled up here. 
big news at our house is we're getting carpet for our basement tomorrow. I'm so excited. We've been finishing our basement ourselves, which has taken a long time, but it's almost done. We are almost done. We're like kind of at the home stretch. Tomorrow the carpet goes in, which will really make it feel like we're getting close. But then there's still all these little things to do. Like we need to put in the shelving and we need to finish the electrical, put in the lights and all the outlet covers and lots of little things still to do. But we're one step closer and I'm pretty excited. I am going to have my very own little, like very, very little recording studio in the basement. I am beyond excited to have a little podcast recording space. I just can't wait. So that will be very fun. We just decided that that was happening like today. So we're converting a little space into a recording studio and I'm so excited. It's going to be the best. I'll show you when it's done. I'll show you. This is a podcast. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to show you, but I will tell you in detail all about it when it's done, which will take me all of 30 seconds because it is a tiny, tiny space with really nothing to talk about. But I'm excited to have somewhere that I can leave all my stuff set up and just have a quiet place to go and do recording. I think it'll be great, perfect, and I can't wait. It'll be nice. First things first, though, we got to get the carpet done. Luckily, we're not doing the carpet ourselves. We've heard that that is not a good route to go. So someone is coming to install the carpet tomorrow. Thank goodness. So that will be fun. And we really don't have anything else going on in our little world. Just Valentine's Day coming up next week, which we don't really celebrate very much. I guess that's not true. We celebrate Valentine's Day. I just think it's a silly holiday. <laughs> I don't know. I've never liked it. I never get excited about it. It just feels like a fake holiday. And I know that probably, I know it's probably some people's very favorite holiday and they love it. I just don't like the idea of being told that I need to like buy a present to show someone that I love them or that if I don't get flowers, then I, that I should feel sad, like things like that. I don't like the whole idea of it. So we've never really celebrated Valentine's Day much and when our kids came along I decided let's just make it a family holiday and that will be more fun so we've made it into kind of a family holiday and we get the kids like a little valentine little box of chocolates and we have a chocolate fountain that I pull out once a year I will only do it once a year on valentine's day because it is such a pain to clean so I'm gearing up for our chocolate fountain on Valentine's Day, but it's been fun making it just a family holiday. I had a friend who was telling me that she writes her kids a letter on Valentine's Day, gives it to them on Valentine's Day, just telling them about the things that she loves about them, the things that she's, you know, she sees them doing that make her proud, the things that she appreciates about them, that kind of thing. And I thought that is pretty sweet. So I might do something like that. I think that might be a fun little thing to add to our little family Valentine celebration. So 
that's what we'll be doing next week. Hopefully you have some fun Valentine plans coming up. As a reminder, Valentine's Day is coming up. So don't let it catch you off guard. I'm saying this so that I don't let it catch me off guard because more than once I've headed to the store on Valentine's Day to buy my kids their little box of chocolates and they did not have a great selection. So I need to get on that ASAP. Okay, enough of my, my ramblings about Valentine's Day. Let's jump in to our episode. Today, I want to talk about smells at Disneyland. When I was telling my family today that that's what I was going to be talking about, then my son's like, you mean the stinky bathrooms? <laughs> no. Although that is definitely a smell at Disneyland, that is not going to be included in the things that we're going to be talking about today. You may have noticed that Disney uses smells as part of their storytelling and as part of the whole Disney experience. So I did a little research on scents and memories and smell memories are actually the best preserved memories of all which I think is so interesting. So smells can trigger really detailed memories and experts say that memories associated with smells tend to be older and thought about less often, meaning that recollection is very vivid when it happens. So I don't know, have you ever smelled something and then this memory just came rushing back to you? I was babysitting my little twin niece and nephew a few days ago and was giving them a bath and I pulled out the little bottle of baby shampoo and opened it up and their smell of baby shampoo hit me and it just took me right back to when my babies were little and we were using this baby shampoo on them all the time and it was so fun to just all of a sudden have this flood of memories hit me when I smelled this baby shampoo that I don't smell very often. So smells can trigger really vivid memories. And oftentimes these memories will just hit us kind of like unexpectedly. So my husband bought this mouthwash and he used it the other night and I went in to kiss him and I was like, oh, nope because I just had this vivid memory of my grandpa who apparently used that mouthwash. I don't know, but I I love my grandpa. He's passed away recently, but I'm like, I can't kiss you when you smell like my grandpa. Needless to say, my husband is now in the market for a new mouthwash. So smells can bring back really vivid memories from our past. Disney knows this and they want to generate a sense of nostalgia and so they use scents as part of the experience and it just kind of makes it more fun. Disney wants us to associate their parks with positive happy memories and adding scents is one of the ways that they can do this plus it really enhances the storytelling of certain attractions, which is pretty cool. So I found an interview that was given with a Disney Imagineer that I'm going to read some excerpts from, and he's talking all about putting smells into the parks and how they use them in the storytelling and kind of the process of creating these smells. 
so this is from Disney Imagineer Gary Powell. He said, we try to emerge the guests in using all of the senses and have them totally emerged in the experience. We want them to be able to forget about everything that may be going on in the world and just really enjoy themselves and their family time, make memories that'll last forever. Smell, in my opinion, is a memory enhancer and it really brings back places, happy moments, and it's very important and very instrumental to the storytelling. So Gary's role is kind of like a special effects designer. So he'll get like concepts for different rides and kind of think about how they, you know, he'll have like the storyboard and they'll kind of talk about with their team, what if we did this? What if we did that? And one of the things that he does is enhancing the experience with scents. So they talk about how they added... Um, the smell of oranges to soaring over California and he was like what if you could smell oranges on that ride what would that enhance the experience things like that and obviously not every attraction has scents on them but there are a few that do and we're going to talk about that um, in a little bit so they kind of storyboard with their team and decide if you know, what would be appropriate? What kind of sense would they like to have? Things like that. And then if they decide they are going to add a scent to the ride, then like the process begins. And it's kind of a big process in trying to find the very perfect scent. It's trickier than you might think. And they can go through like 30 or 40 different samples, which can take months before they find the right one that smells right to them and their team. So he talks specifically about coming up with the ocean smell for um, Soarin' Over or Soarin' World. I was going to say Soarin' Over California, but that has oranges. But Soarin' World, when you're over Fiji, it's supposed to smell kind of like an ocean. So they were trying, he's talking about trying to come up with the perfect scent for that. So here's what he said. The creative team wanted to have an ocean smell. So with this ocean smell, we had gotten in touch with some perfumers and had them give us different samples. When we brought them over to the creative team and had them sampling these, we found that none of them really worked from a creative perspective. So we were scratching our heads saying, what are we going to do in order to get something that creatives like and creatives will buy into. He continued on by saying, in this case, we went out and bought some new cotton socks, went over to the Pacific Ocean and dropped the socks into the ocean and just saturated it there for a bit. We then took that, put it in a plastic bag, and we sent it to the perfumer that we were using and had that perfumer sit there and recreate the scent. Well, when they sent us back the samples, the first reaction from Creative was they loved it. It was great. It was exactly what they were looking for. Isn't that like crazy interesting? <laughs> they dropped socks into the ocean and sent it to a perfumer and said, this is what we want it to smell like. So interesting. Now, whenever I'm on that ride, I don't ever feel like it's like a ocean smell, but it's definitely a good smell. I, However, I've never been to Fiji. Maybe that's what Fiji smells like <laughs> and I'm just missing out. If that's what Fiji smells like, I got to get myself over to Fiji. <laughs> so I thought that was so interesting 
to learn about the different things that they do to create these scents in the parks. Let's take a quick break and when we come back I'm going to talk about the different rides that have scents on them and the different ways that Disney uses scents in the parks. Now I shouldn't even start this yet. I'm like launching into something. I'm trying to take a break but there was one attraction that I had no idea had a scent on. But from my research, apparently it does, and I have never smelled a scent on this ride, but everybody says there's a scent, and I can't smell it, and now I have to go back and ride it and see if I get a hint of what they're talking about. So I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait to see if you have ever smelled this scent on this attraction. So stay tuned. I'm going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix and Some Magic. Have you ever stressed about which hotel to stay at when you're visiting Disneyland? Because I know that I sure have. There are so many options to choose from and it's really hard to narrow down which hotel is going to be right for your family and your budget. And every family has different hotel needs. Some families want something really close to the park so they can just walk over in the morning. Some people are looking for a free breakfast. Other people are looking for a really nice hotel where they can kind of feel like they're actually on vacation and relax in this really nice environment. Everybody's looking for something different and it can be hard to find exactly what you're looking for. So if you've ever felt overwhelmed by which hotel you should choose for your Disneyland vacation, I am here to help. Over on Instagram, I have a little section for subscribers and for subscribers, I cover a different topic every month and the month of February is all about hotels. So I'm going to be sharing graphics, I'm going to be doing lives, I'm going to be answering questions all about hotels. If you're a subscriber, it costs only $5 a month. $4.99 to be exact. You can cancel anytime, but you get all of this information. Last month, we were talking all about saving for Disneyland or and saving while you are at Disneyland. So all of that stuff is saved. You can go back and watch all of that. All that information is already on there, so you have access to that. And then this month, we're talking about hotels. So if you have questions about hotels, please come and join us. You can cancel anytime. And I love my subscribers. I appreciate them because they are supporting me as a small business. So I like to do little giveaways for them here and there. And when you're a subscriber over on Instagram, you'll get a little crown, a purple crown next to your name. So I know you're a subscriber and I always answer my subscribers DMs first. So if you have a question, I'm going to get back to you really quickly. So I will put a link to my Instagram in the show notes. You can click over on there, become a subscriber. It's really simple and easy. And I think you'll find it very valuable, especially if you're interested in hotels. Welcome back. So this is going to sound fake, but Disney calls their machines that pump scents out into the park the smellitizer. 
And every time I hear that word, I think about the cartoon Phineas and Ferb and the evil Dr. Doofenshmirtz. He's the bad guy in the cartoon, and he's always creating some sort of device, inventing something, and it always ends with Iser. So smellitizer is totally something that Dr. Doofenshmirtz would create. So I always think about that whenever I hear that word, but that is actually the official word. And they use the smellitizer to pump scents into different areas of the park, mostly Main Street at Disneyland. So the smellitizer uses concentrated scents, water mist, compressed air, and fans to waft these scents into the park. I think it's most noticeable over on Main Street. So when you're walking down Main Street, you can usually smell something like vanilla, unless it's the holidays, and then you'll probably smell more of a gingerbread scent. So this both scents are pleasant, plus they make you a little bit hungry, and you start thinking, huh, there's the little candy shop right there, or there's the Jolly Holiday Bakery. I know they've got yummy macarons in their case. It makes you a little hungry, and Disney knows this too. They use that to their advantage. So next time you're in the parks, notice, especially down Main Street, the different scents from the smellitizer. <laughs> I just like saying a smellitizer. Let's talk about the holidays at Disneyland. Disney uses scents to enhance two attractions during the holidays that don't normally have scents. The first one is the Haunted Mansion holiday. So every year the Haunted Mansion gets a holiday overlay. Jack Skellington takes over the Haunted Mansion and kind of makes it his own Nightmare Before Christmas version. And in the ballroom scene every year there's this gigantic gingerbread house that changes every year. It has a different theme. It looks different every year and it is created from actual gingerbread. All of it is edible which is absolutely amazing to me. Well when you're in the ballroom scene if you take a deep breath you can smell gingerbread. I love this. It's one of my favorite things about the Haunted Mansion holiday. I think it just really adds to the holiday theming of the ride. Haunted Mansion holiday isn't the only ride that gets holiday scents. You can also smell holiday scents over it. It's a small world holiday. So this is another attraction that gets a holiday overlay. It's totally different at Christmas time and I actually prefer the holiday version of It's a Small World for lots of reasons, but one of them is for the scents. So when you're going through Europe, you can smell peppermint and pine. When you're in Asia, you can smell cherry blossom. When you're in South America, you'll smell cinnamon. And when you're in the South Pacific, you can smell coconut. Now, all of these smells that I'm going to be talking about on rides, you can't smell them every single time. I don't know how often Disney does like a little puff of fragrance, but it's not a constant scent. So maybe you hit Europe just when they pump out peppermint and you can smell peppermint really strongly but by the time you get to the South Pacific you're not smelling much coconut that can definitely happen but I think if you're aware of the scents and you're I want to say looking for them but you can't look for a scent you're aware of them and you're smelling breathing really deeply you'll be able to 
detect them easier. So pay attention to those. Uh, the cinnamon is my favorite in South America. I love cinnamon. I love hot tamales. I love cinnamon bears. So that is my favorite scent on It's a Small World. Now Disneyland, uh, people fight me on this, but Disneyland has snow and it has a scent. I promise it does. It smells like gingerbread. I know it with every fiber of my being. Some people swear that it doesn't, but I smell gingerbread every time it snows at Disneyland. So I think they've put a scent in the Disneyland snow or snope as it's called lovingly. So pay attention to that. If you're visiting during the holidays, pay attention to the snope because I think it smells like gingerbread. Let's talk about attractions that always have scents on them. We're going to start over at California Adventure and I'm going to save the attraction that I have never smelled a scent on but supposedly has one for the very end just to keep you in suspense. So over at California Adventure, there are two attractions that have scents. The first one we already touched on a little bit, Soarin' Around the World. So when it's Soarin' California, which usually happens during the Food and Wine Festival in the spring, you can smell oranges when you are flying over the orange groves in California. And when it's Soarin' Around the World, you can smell three different fragrances. You can smell grass when you're in the savanna with the elephants. You smell ocean over Fiji, which we talked about how they created that ocean scent. And when you are flying over the Taj Mahal in India, then you can smell jasmine. I have heard so many people say that ocean is their favorite scent over Fiji. I think jasmine on that one is my very favorite. Every time I smell the grass scent, I remember way back in the day when I was in junior high and my mom would drop me off at the mall and I would wander around with my friends. We would go into the Gap and the Gap had a fragrance called grass and it smelled just like that. And I would always smell it. I didn't enjoy it. And I thought, who is buying this and spraying it on their body to smell like grass? I don't know, but I always think of that. See, it's how smells bring back memories. <laughs> That's what happens. Anyway, back to attractions with scents. I get, I get distracted often, but I'm back. Monsters, Inc. also has two scents. When you are going through Harry Housen's restaurant, you can very strongly smell ginger. This one is hard to miss and almost everybody detects this one. When you continue on the attraction, you'll come to the room that has all the doors. They're trying to find Boo's door and you get to a point where one door will open and it kind of depends on where you are in the ride like different doors open. I think there's three that open and you see a different scene depending on which door opens. If the door opens and you see the adorable snowman, get ready because you're about to smell lemon. He holds up snow cones and he says, snow cone? And then they're yellow snow cones and he says, what? It's lemon. And then closes the door. Then you will smell a strong scent of lemon. Sometimes if you're coming behind another um, little car, maybe they got the door that had lemon, you'll still be able to smell a lingering scent of lemon. So even if you don't get the adorable snowman door, take a deep breath, you might be able to smell lemon anyway. 
Let's jump over to Disneyland. I'm going to start with the most obvious one and maybe the most popular. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. This ride has a very, very distinct smell, which people love and remember fondly from their childhood. And as soon as you step in that door on the Pirates attraction, it just hits you and you have all these memories if you visited as a kid. And it's almost like a comforting scent, at least to me, which sounds so crazy. I know, but I love it. And it's not a scent that you would love. You know what I mean? If you've smelled the pirate smell, you know what I'm talking about. It's not like a delightful smell like jasmine or cinnamon. It's very different. It's kind of a mixture of like the smoky fog effect and water and bromine that they put into the water to clean it, kind of like a chlorine. And I think just like 50 plus years of park attraction the smell, kind of a musty smell, that creates, like all combines to create this pirate watery smell. So it's a very interesting smell. You really can't describe it to people, but I enjoy it and most people do enjoy that scent. Now, a few times, and I don't think I'm crazy, I think this is real, a few times at the end of the attraction, towards the end, when you are going through the the part of the town that's on fire. I have smelled fire before. So I think sometimes you can smell fire there. The people I was with could smell it, but this does not happen consistently. But occasionally I've been able to smell fire on the pirate's ride. Maybe it's all in my head. That is very possible, but pay attention. You might be able to smell it too on your next visit. Let's talk about Snow White's Enchanted Wish. This is a fairly new-ish re-theme. I think it opened in 2021? I can't remember. Whenever the parks reopened, Snow White's Enchanted Wish was changed from Snow White's Scary Adventure to Snow White's Enchanted Wish, and they added a couple of scents. So the first scent you'll smell is really right after you get on the attraction. You go through the first set of doors, and Snow White is dancing around with the dwarfs in their home, and you can smell the scent of apple pie baking. And I mentioned this to a cast member, and he said, that's not apple pie, it's boysen... No, he said it's gooseberry pie. I was like, oh, I did not realize that. Now, how he knows this, I don't know. But he was very confident. So I'm going to go with what he said. Gooseberry pie. That's what you're smelling. And the last scent on this ride is very hard to get. It doesn't happen often. And the same cast member told me about it. And I would not have picked up on it for a long time if he hadn't mentioned it. So he told me it's gooseberry pie. And he said, and there's lilacs at the very end. And so that time I went through, I could smell the lilacs. And every single time I ride it, I take a deep breath at the very end. So after the scene where the prince has kissed Snow White and she's woken up, you come around a corner and there's Snow White up on the left and there's a bunch of flowers around. And if you breathe really deeply, you might be able to catch the scent of lilacs. So sometimes I can smell it. Sometimes I can't. It really just depends on when you hit it. But this is a very subtle scent, but it's there. So pay attention because it's also one of my very favorite ones. 
Let's talk about Mr. Toad since we are over in fantasy land. Now, this smell is kind of like the pirate smell. I think it's mostly a combination of smoke and moisture. I don't know. So when you're riding Mr. Toad, you are essentially Mr. Toad. You don't see Mr. Toad at all in the ride. You're seeing the whole attraction from Mr. Toad's perspective. So you are in the car driving. You're Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad gets hit by a train and he goes to the opposite of heaven. I don't want to say the word because I know I have lots of kids who listen. So the opposite of heaven is where Mr. Toad goes and you're in this really hot environment. As soon as you go into that room, you smell this smoky smell and you feel the heat. There's a dragon in there and it's a very pleasant on a cold day. On a hot day, it's a little hot. It's a little unpleasant. And I've often thought, oh, I hope this ride doesn't break down right here because it would literally feel like you were stuck in the place that you are. (laughs) So pay attention to that smell. It's very noticeable too. Over in Frontierland, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad recently added a scent that I think is so fun. It's just perfect. So when you are riding that attraction, you go through a scene where you're in a mine and explosives are going off all around you. So at one point, an explosion goes off and there's a big puff of smoke. And when that happens, there's often the smell of something burning, like explosives, burning, fire, that kind of scent that you'll be able to smell that I think really adds to the whole experience of the attraction. I really love that one. This brings me to the attraction that I did not know had a scent on it. Winnie the Pooh. Did you know that Winnie the Pooh had a scent on it? I have never heard a single person say this and I have never smelled it before. So I am skeptical to tell you the truth, but I read a lot of different things to prepare for this podcast and it was all over the place. Online, does that mean it's true? I don't know. But I have ridden it so many times at Disneyland, so many times at Disney World, and I've never caught a scent. But apparently, there is a sugary scent like honey on the attraction, which would totally make sense, right? Winnie the Pooh, there's honey pots all over the whole attraction, but I have never smelled it. So I am very interested to see if you have ever smelled it. Send me a message on Instagram. I would love to know. Now my mind is boggled. I feel like I need to get back to the parks as soon as possible, investigate this, maybe talk to some cast members who work on the attraction and see if this is a real thing. And maybe this is something that everybody already knows. They're like, yeah, honey, of course, we smell it every time we ride Winnie the Pooh. And I've just somehow missed it all these years, which would be actually so exciting for me if I could go on Winnie the Pooh and smell honey. But now I'm worried I'm just going to like my brain is going to think I smell honey. I don't know. Anyway, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. If you've smelled it before or if this is totally new information to you, I would love to know. But please tell me now I'm dying. I'm not even going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm going to be up thinking about this. Oh, I hope that this episode was fun for you. I hope you maybe learned something new, a scent that you didn't know existed over at Disneyland. I think maybe my very favorite scent is not created by the Smellitizer, but is actually 
created by the popcorn machines that are all over the park because you can smell that popcorn and it smells so good. Popcorn is my all-time favorite snack and I usually end up with popcorn at some point when I'm at Disneyland and there's something about the scent of popcorn that just makes me starving and then I think I have to buy popcorn but it also is just so intertwined with the Disney magic for me maybe because I love popcorn so much that it's just part of the experience and that smell I just love it so that's my very favorite scent at Disneyland close second is the cinnamon on it's a small world holiday so I would love to know your favorite scent let me know. I would love to hear about it. And I did want to mention that there are tons of companies out there, small businesses that create scented candles that kind of recreate some of the smells that you might find in the Disney parks, which I absolutely love because it's so fun to bring a little Disney into your home. So I have found a company that I really like called Mort & Co. Candles. I'll put a link to them in the show notes. They're on Etsy. They're a small business and they have some really awesome scents inspired by the Disney parks. The reason I like them so much is not just because their scents are amazing, but because they have very reasonable prices. I've looked at a lot of different companies that are recreating Disney scents, and some of them are crazy expensive. So I prefer Morton Co. Candles because they're amazing and because they are reasonably priced. So I have quite a few. I have one inspired by Soren California that smells like oranges. I have one inspired by Dole Whips that has a pineapple smell. I have a Pirates one inspired by Pirates of the Caribbean. I have one called Main Street Bakery that is kind of a cinnamony vanilla bakery smell that I love but I don't burn very often because it makes me starving for treats so I don't burn that one very often. They also have scents inspired by Disney World. One that I especially love is inspired by Flight of Passage, one of my favorite attractions over at Animal Kingdom. They have so many scents. I know you're going to love them and they make great gifts. So if you're looking for Disney scents, check them out. I'll put a link in the show notes, but I think you'll really like them. Thank you so much for being here. I think you're just amazing and I really appreciate you supporting me in this podcasting adventure that I've embarked on. I think you're wonderful. I think you're amazing. If you are so inclined, please rate and review and subscribe to my podcast. That helps me grow and I would appreciate it so much. Don't forget to sign up to be an Instagram subscriber if you are interested in learning more about hotels around Disneyland this month. And if you are interested in signing up for my newsletter, I send out maybe one a month if I'm lucky. And I do a giveaway every single month for my newsletter subscribers, a Melissa's Magic Mail where I find something fun and then I give it away because I appreciate you subscribing to my newsletter. So I'll put a link to that in my show notes. You can check that out as well. But I appreciate you being here. I hope you have a wonderful week. Don't work too hard or work extra hard, whatever you want to do. But thanks for being here. You are the best. I will be back next week with a podcast episode all about the gumball rally. I think I've convinced my husband to come on and talk about it with me. We'll see. That will be a surprise for next week. But I will see you next week with all kinds of information about the gumball rally and hopefully good news. Do you think I won? I don't know. 
I do not know. We will see. I'll let you know next week. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.